This isn't a D&D podcast. Uh, not really. It's only, allegedly, a D&D podcast. This isn't a group of seasoned tabletop battle veterans. No. This is a group of disaster humans out to roll bones, make questionable jokes, and possibly, if they're lucky, find some kind of story along the way. And they're guided gently by me, a sentient dumpster fire. We just wanted to be extremely clear about what y'all are getting yourselves into. That being said, welcome to Horizons Point, you goddamn nerds. Let's get weird. Citizens, welcome to Horizons Point, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Allegedly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. No, it was the best thing that's ever happened. How much caffeine spoken have you had breakdown. today? I have concerns and questions. Yes, this is allegedly a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, may, mayhaps uh, written by Gilbert and Sullivan. I don't know. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm very sorry about the opera. That was bad. My name is Ashley. I am your DM. And today that stands for your dainty Mykonid. I'm just a little mushroom girl. <laughs> I'm just a little mushroom girl, and I can't be held responsible for anything that happened last time because I don't even have a central nervous system. I'm too cute. They're all looking at me with judgment in their and eyes. Distress. And distressed. They're distressed. <laughs> They're judgmental. Oh, Tired. Even, even Mike looks upset with me, and Mike is usually very quietly on my side, or at least he he exudes a facial expression that makes me think that, and he's not even trying to make Mike, that happen today. No, Mike is full on his judgment face. That's yeah, this 100% is, Mike's judgment face. Mike is giving me that face from the Thor meme where he's like, is it? It's... Very good. Uh, moving on. That's me. I love you guys. Hi. I also love my friends who are here with me and are very upset. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves now. Hi, guys. Introduce yourselves. I love you. Hi. Adam. They, them. Playing Jenny. They, them. And tell me why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? <laughs> Telling me I came from somewhere else has gotten me frustrated. My days like this, I... I fought, and I read, and I cried, and I bled, and now I'm going to find me somebody that won't think I'm crazy. Oh, no. Buckle up, because ten episodes in, Adam found their thing. Holy shit. Welcome to Horizons Point the Musical. Um, <laughs> very upset. I think this is just where I have to, I have to leave, because um, I can't possibly follow that up Uh, but i'm caroline she her playing eva donahay mckay also she her you know she had a bad day (laughs) i can't sing (laughs) so y'all don't want to hear that everybody else on here can not me um but you know if we're if we're (laughs) if we're keeping the theme with early 2000 songs that sum up our day Aoife Donahue McKay truly had Daniel Powder's bad day. Facts. Not gonna sing. I can see Paige scanning something. (laughs) 
I can, you I got, can see. Got a little bit more time, Paige. It's fine. <laughs> That's why hey, I skipped. The scanning really is the most important part. Yeah. I'll go slow. I'll go slow. <laughs> My name is Mike. <laughs> We're in Thank rare form today. I play Orion. Mm -hmm. Also, he, him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am stalling for Paige. <laughs> I don't have anything fun to say about Orion. He's he's a cool cat. He's pretty cool. I like him. Yeah. Paige he's got he's he's level he's level five now, mm -hmm. which means he has eighteen hit points. So That's so many hit points for such a small body. Where's he fit all those hit points? Is it a lot though? You're literally a wizard with a <laughs> grease gun instead of magic. I mean, let's, let's map this out. Like, is it a lot of hit points in general? No. Is it a lot of hit points comparatively? That's, that's also no. Oh, that's okay. Got a lot of squish. Squeeze. Hey, everybody. This is this is Mike. Just a little side note on the podcast. Right now, we're just waiting for Paige to be ready to go. Um, <laughs> thanks for sticking in. Um, our adverts for this week. Okay, look. Look, here's the thing. I wrote something. Uh -huh. Okay. I wrote something this time. I actually had something ready, and I was really proud of it. But now we, we went musical. You gotta stick to your guns, Paige. I, well, but here's the thing: I was trying to turn it into something else based on it, and I mm -hmm. got it halfway there, and I know it's there. And you know, when you're like trying to figure it out, and you fucking know it's like it's right there, and I just can't think fast enough. <laughs> I, Do you want us to go pee did and not, back? I did not no, think Ashley was going to start by singing. I didn't either, and I intended my singing to be a one-off, but. Well. Too many people ran with the torch. It's fine. I'm just I'm just gonna go with my half, and if I think of it later, I'll go back and edit it in. <laughs> I will cut all of the rest of your dialogue out and make this my show. It's, it's this just... is my fucking show. Uh, no, it's just the Kai and Paige show. It's the Kai. God, that'd be the most anxious, boring show in the world. Um, hey, creatures, I'm Paige. Um, I play Kai. She, her. Um, she is the very model of a perky, perplexed paladin whose present poltergeist predicament may be a possession. And that's as far as I fucking got. And it was going to be brilliant because the sentence I wrote ahead of time was, I play Kai, the perplexed paladin whose present poltergeist possession predicament prompted a punch from her powerful public and pal. And it's it's there. It's fucking there, though. Yeah, I, right that's, there. That's, that's really good. And I'm also angry that you went with the patter song. Yeah, as, as soon as you said GNS, I was like, I have to. That's what I, I went on mute. To. I had to do it. <laughs> so those are the introductions. Those are my friends. And I just need everyone to know the nicknames that we have on Zoom right now, which is at least one goblin in at least one trench coat, two kids, one trench coat, two trench coats in a kid, three gizmos <laughs> in a trench coat, and Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I just... I You're just welcome. needed, th this was gold and I needed everyone to know it because this is unfortunately an audio only medium, which is really sucks for you because we're very attractive, however. That's dumb. <laughs> um, so do you guys want to recap? Do you, mm, you want to re recap? <laughs> Speaking of- Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, we were in rare form today. Very cool. Okay, it's gonna, we're gonna do- I ruined it. <laughs> is it rare though? It... Is it- is it rare? Mm, no. I would say it's medium well. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't like any of you. Lost control already. It. Cool. So how about we do a recap from where we left off last time? Yes. Woo! Cool. Okay.
So, um, you guys were all set to encounter the trials and tribulations of a fifth trap room based on context clues in the dungeon of, uh, whatever the fuck is under the potion shop. Uh, but you instead found it to be essentially a storage shed. You identified markings on the wall that indicated something was intended to be built here, but for some reason it was never finished. After a long elevator ride down, you made your way through a final tunnel, the last one, the final tunnel, before being spat out into an enormous underground cavern. You found yourselves face to face with the lost girl herself, as well as four constructs showing varying levels of technical prowess and creepiness, all of which had a large blue gem set into their mechanical bodies somewhere. Much to Aoife's shock, it was revealed that the final construct, the one that's built the best and is categorically the least creepy, I cannot stress this enough, was her husband, Callum, significantly less dead than she's been assuming these past three years. The cavern was a dark and confusing place, and the lost girl is cryptic and, much like her robots, as creepy as she is adorable, which is a lot on both sides, which is why Adam loves her. <laughs> I forgot I read I, I would like to interject. One of those robots is extremely adorable, so fuck you, god lady. Sure, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> but you still managed to get way more information out of her than, to be frank, your DM thought you were going to get, which seems to be par for the course. I just kind of need to start assuming that one of you is going to roll a nat 20 at literally the dumbest narrative time possible. I just need to start planning for that. According to the Lost Girl, she is rescuing the souls of those who die in the fog and turning them into these blue gems, though she can't or won't explain exactly how that process works. She denies making the fog, and despite showing a disturbing depth of hatred for Dr. James, she seems to use a lot of the same rhetoric, re not being able to tell y'all some shit on account of the way it might break the world. Whatever. Uh, but she does share enough with Jenny to make them feel a kind of way. She considers Gallia, their mother, a dear friend, and Gallia is not Jenny's biological mother. Jerry, 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 no, okay. Callum doesn't remember the full details of his own quote-unquote death, but he does remember running into the fog after three figures, two of which were clearly being led there by a third, a scene that feels familiar to some of you. Finally, the lost girl cannot leave the cavern and refuses to let Callum leave either. She seems very intent on all of them protecting the city from whatever soul-sucking, vaguely nihilistic force lives behind a slowly crumbling cinder block wall at the back of the cavern. A force that slips into your mind and inspires questions like, what's the point? Why does any of this matter? And wouldn't it be for the best if we raised it all to the ground and started over and did it right this time? A force that offers a boon and a bane in the form of a shadowy, spectral playing card to be picked, if that's your choice, of course. The Lost Girl told you that a brick in the wall disappears with every card taken from the deck and that two people have already done it. Briefly overcome with apathy, Kai very nearly became the third, in no small part thanks to a surprise appearance by Shitty Guy. But Aoife heroically punched her friend in the face, distracting her long enough for Cool Kai to make her way back. Well done, Aoife. I, I would like Strong to clarify, I did not punch my friend in the face. Sure, sure, sure. I punched Shitty Kai in the face so that sure. my friend would come back. Sure, and sure, your friend is the face. one with the bruise. Sure, yeah. You, you punched your friend's face, but you didn't punch your friend in the face. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, there is a differentiator there. Yes, it's very important. Thank you for clarifying. Um, so, for the good of the city and for the protection of everyone, the Lost Girl really can't let Callum go right now, unfortunately. Boo! Zero stars! <laughs> would not recommend! <laughs> but she did indicate that there was something you guys could do to help that might make her reconsider. Contribute to the city's safety by killing Dr. James. Easy enough, though that would be a bit of an inconvenience for Orion since he still has a bunch of questions for her. And then there's so the whole... many questions. <laughs> and then there's the whole 
fully doing an actual murder on someone moral aspect to consider, but you know, that's a question for another day. Right now, we are uh, gonna jump back to you guys. Uh, you have ascended the giant staircase back to the top of uh, the, the top entrance of the cavern, and you have been spat out into that very front sort of foyer-esque entrance where you saw the hologram warning you not to go in in the first place. You have come through that door that had the five keyholes in it, and so you are back at the front. Ginny's leaving unless stopped. Maybe we should make a plan, you know, call it a night, but meet up again so that we can discuss this with uh, level heads. Shall we? It's been a rather long day. I feel like that's probably a good a good suggestion. If y'all want to come to the bar tomorrow, meet there. I'll have breakfast shots ready. I feel like we're going to all need them. Yes, shots. Um, one, A wonderful way to start the morning. It's a shame they only do them at breakfast. I feel like people would... Benefit from that other times of day, you know. Kat, sweetheart, you can order a shot whenever you want to. That and anytime. Anytime. Seems very irresponsible, but it's four o'clock in the morning and Kai is not going to his door. Do I order it here? Here. Do I come into your room? Is that where the shots are? <laughs> it can be. Can be. <laughs> well, speaking of shots, I have a bar I have to run tonight, and I do believe I might be running late. Sure, yes. Um, Kai, I believe I might be able to get started on that armor if you would like to join me to my lab. If not, that's fine. I think I can handle it, but it'd be nice to have your input. No, of course. You're doing me such a huge favor. That would that would be fantastic. Yes, thank you. Aoife, are you all right? Um, no. Um, I'm gonna, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna compartmentalize everything that happened there. We're gonna lock it away real tight so that I can go run my business. Um, and then tomorrow I'm going to look for a weird rock. And y'all are welcome to join me in that, but that is what I am doing tomorrow. Wonderful. Okay. That, I've not ever heard that metaphor before. The weird it, it's rock not looking, a metaphor. But, but if that's what you need no, I'm, to I'm really looking... process this, I will come with you to look for your weird rock and support you. I too will look for my weird rock and we will find our weird rocks together. Great. Um, Kyle, we are looking for a literal, physical weird rock in an alleyway. Are you also literally putting your emotions into a box? Because you know, now I'm, I'm not sure where the metaphor ended. You know, I'm visualizing it, so kind of. Fair, fair enough. So uh, then, emotions then tonight, shots and making things. Yeah, if anybody wants to do shots, um, y'all can all have as many free shots as you want tonight jenny just to keep that in mind jenny currently also probably a more shade of blue gray than anybody is used to seeing joylessly says you had me at free shots i'll make them like extra strong for you i think oh i'll see where i end up yeah okay jenny um i know there was a lot happening down there. If we could just keep an open mind, we will discuss it tomorrow. Yeah, your mind seemed real open down there. To be fair, you're, you are also planted firmly in one side. Maybe we can meet in the middle. Let's just talk about it tomorrow. And for now, you can borrow Aoife's feelings box and just cram them in there. Kai, I, I don't want, like, I, I have a whole room for that. 
I have a whole wing to put feelings. <laughs> I, don't, in I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need somebody else's box. They. They. They gave me a room. Um, I call it a conservatory, but this is my feelings. Concern. You know, I I used to have a room, and it has slowly over time shrunk to a box. You know, we're we're having to like shove the lid down a little bit on this particular situation, um, to get it to close. But you know, it's like when you sit on a suitcase. Does yeah, it? I'm, I am sitting on the suitcase of my mind. Gal Galia never prioritized conservation of space. Yeah. I grew up in a lean-to. Um, space was a commodity. Charlie raises their hand. We have very different lives. <laughs> we, we certainly do. Yes, honey. Uh, Charlie is not um, what anyone would call a not-white individual. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, they are paler than usual. There are many emotions happening here, and confusion is the only one that is sort of pushing its way to the front right now. But Charlie very quietly says... Uh, do I tell Mr. Brogley that we were down here, or do I not do that? You, you do we're not. We're gonna go with no on that cool. one. I can't lie. Um, what if he asks me? Ha 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 Help. Ginny, having a task, has now regained some of their normal color. <laughs> ah, a purpose. So, how's your acting? If he were to, say, disappear into the coat closet while you're on shift one day, could you convincingly suddenly have to go home sick? Uh, I can, uh, uh... Charlie, I have unfinished business with Monsieur Rogley. If he begins asking questions and trying to implicate you and being just generally kind of a dick, Find, find a way to contact me. But he's always generally kind of a dick. Well, but also with the, the part about trying to press you for answers. Ginny okay. just leans over to Eva and says, You were worried about me doing murders. Wait, wait, did you mean unfinished? No, 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 absolutely, no, absolutely not. No, no, I couldn't do a murder. You no, see relief I come over to Charlie's face. I, I just want to talk. I, I, I have a question. He said we have to talk about something, and I want to know what he meant that we have to talk about, and now I feel like, based on what we found out there, there's even more to probably talk about, and we need to ask him questions at some point, but we can't kill. I don't want to kill. <sighs> I'm just saying, I tried with the action lines down there, and you just knocked it out of the park unintentionally. It's been a very long day. Charlie, if if need be, um, feel free to um, request a leave of absence if you'd like, and you can stay with me in my lab. Really? Sure. I'll set you up your own, your own workbench. They look like they might be about to cry. <laughs> I, we all are. I, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe I, maybe I have to because I'm on this team mm -hmm. is that good yes. is that yes. that's very good that would be a wonderful that is, excuse i have i'm very nauseous excellent abuse of your authority charlie <laughs> one thing to consider um if charlie takes a leave of absence as mm -hmm. much as i want this yep. to happen as, as much as i want you to feel safe and comfortable and um taken care of we we do have the issue of if Charlie takes the leave of absence. Who is going to run the shop? Is it going to be Mr. Brogley? Because if it is, that does mean that we're going to have a much more difficult time getting back down the here. Yeah, that it would have to be him. And he'd be in a really bad mood about it. Um, and I do think there are um, at least certain members of this group that um, want to be able to 
come back down here um, for reasons. Buried as they I, may be. I, <laughs> I'm just saying, I want to be able to go on a date with my husband, even if it's weird and underground. I well, just... then maybe strike the note. Uh, Charlie, um, how often do you actually see Monsieur Broglie? <sighs> not not too uh, terribly often, to, to be honest. Uh, he kind of comes in uh, maybe like once a week he'll he'll come in and do his own count of of just sort of the, the wages from the week and just make sure all the money you know sort of math check me which is fine um sure. and uh just sort of take a quick look around and make sure everything is okay and then he's kind of gone again he's really not sure. here much so we could probably say that you could just go about your business as usual and we would probably be fine the odds the odds would be low that he yeah. would come in, but if he did... Well, even if he came in, you wouldn't even need to do anything more than what you normally do. If I just don't say anything, it's not Correct. Lying. Yes, you just no. stick to the things that you are Correct. prompted with and you'll be fine. Orion, Orion goes up and just grips their wrists and says, Hey, 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 mm, hey, uh-huh. hey, you can do this. We believe in you. Charlie, do you, do you want a free drink? You went through a lot today. Uh, I don't drink. It's bad for my nerves. That's fair. I I have always found the opposite. Yeah, that is that is the tip. But you know what? To each their own. Would you like some free tater tots? Please. Okay, let's go get you some free tater tots, honey. Okay. Okay. They're breathing okay. very heavily through their nose. So we're all going to meet at the Drunk Duck tomorrow morning? That sounds like sounds the like proper plan. plan. Okay. Ginny's color is draining again, but like I said, you had me at shots. Yeah, we're going to do shots. We're going to look for a weird rock. It's going to be great. Find my weird rock. It's our new affirmation. Find your weird rock. rock. Be the goat. Be the goat. Be the goat. (laughs) Find your weird rock. Strong girl summer. Strong girl summer. I'm sitting on the suitcase of my mind. These are all good things. (laughs) Okay. So you guys uh, have have made your way back up through the uh, through the trap door. You have successfully made yourself back made your way back into the darkened potion shop, which is still closed and locked. Does not appear that Mister Herbrogley has made his way here uh, during the time that you guys were down there. So you guys have a plan to meet the drunk duck at a semi reasonable mid morning time the next day. Um, it is roughly eight o'clock at night at this point. Where are you all going from here? Because it sounds like you're splitting off. To work. Yeah, Orion's going back to his lab to um, try to build armor for Kai that Kai asked for 10 episodes ago. Okay, and Kai is is accompanying him to help. Okay. And Jenny, who was getting less and less their typical self as they ascended the ladder again, is going to eventually end up at Penny Jane's, but not thinking intentionally of heading that way so it'll probably be a 30 to 45 minutes which will probably put me late for the day Mm -hmm. but well we'll deal with that at the door so eva you make your way over to the drunk duck and uh your very well trained employees have been holding down the fort for you taking care of things in your absence uh is why you have them you know you can you can run off and do some things and then come back and all as well um but as you you head in and everyone greets you and you you start your your night uh you do see that mary constance is there along with several other guards uh as she usually is and she waves to you and and uh she knows i think better than to come and bug you when you're working um, but if you want to go speak to her, you would be welcome to. Yeah, I'm going to run by the table and, hey. Hey. 
super slammed tonight. Um, can you hang out after closing for? Yeah. You okay? We'll talk about it later. It's not a, a great answer. Like the I feelings find it box is, yeah, oh. the feelings box is a little concerned. Okay. It's a little, it, little, little full, but little full? You know, we're, okay. we're going to be okay. Is the lid closed? Yeah. Okay. 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 As long as the lids can close, then yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we can, I will just prepare myself to open the feelings box. Oh yeah. Also, you should probably just go ahead and mentally prepare that you're going to have to pour me into my bedroom later. This is all extremely concerning. Okay. Great. Great. I'll, I'm looking forward to this. And Aoife will, um. You know, I think just kind of spend the rest of the night working, making sure that all of her customers are are taken care of. Um, the night passes pretty much uneventfully as any other busy Saturday night at a bar might. And so we will circle back to your conversation with Mary Constance uh, at the end of the night. So Jenny, you are wandering about for the next, what, half hour, 45 minutes? Probably. I don't think they are intending to keep the date at this moment because their head's in, like, eight different places. So I think what happens is they just sort of set out wandering, and then at some point have passed through a park and just kind of absentmindedly grab up a handful of flowers from the park, and then just sort of realized they've ended up there. Can we please have a quick three-minute musical introspection moment where you're just singing about your feelings please sing about your feelings adam sing about i them. Come on, don't have anything box. prepared you, you didn't In bring your, your book you don't have your own book little corner <laughs> on my own no <laughs> no Pretending i'm with mommy <laughs> no <laughs> there we go no jenanine <laughs> no <laughs> So Penny Jane actually lives in the greenhouse district. Her parents are both farmers. And so they actually own a farm that is technically outside of the walls, but it is not guarded in a way that like the entrance to the edge is guarded. There's a lot more open space there for, you know, fields and stuff to grow crops in. Once I've cleared the wall, I do keep absently stealing glances toward the fog. It winks at you. (laughs) The fog is actively (laughs) flirting with you. (laughs) <laughs> the fog is attempting to seduce you. I mean, two days ago, it would have been a whole different story. <laughs> you watch as the fog creeps towards you and you see letters form in the air in front of you. W-Y-D. You up? Anyway. <laughs> so uh, you have you have grabbed yourself a handful of, of random flowers that would be found pretty much anywhere on the way. Um, and you, whether consciously or not, find yourself at the entrance to the Wicket farm. I don't think it actually occurs to Jenny where they're going till they're at the farm's gate and then just kind of look up at the sign and just say, huh, yeah, I guess. Uh, roll a luck check for me. 15. Okay. Um, so you are outside the door of the farmhouse proper, which is, you know, where Penny Jane and her parents both live. You can see sort of the fields off to the side, like the pens where the animals would be, but they are in for the night. Um, and you can see that there is still uh, a lantern burning on the porch. I, I take a very long, deep breath, and then I go to the door, and I knock, and then I'm just kind of standing there, beat to shit, staring at a bad bouquet of flowers in my hand. You actually hear from inside before she opens the door. You hear, you hear. No, it's it. 
It's cool to eat dinner late, okay? It's dad, no, it's fine. Dad, no, dad, no, dad, no, dad, dad, dad. And then there's quiet. And then the door opens and Penny Jane is there, still in the clothes that she was wearing to work, but like with a different hairstyle. Um, and she <laughs> she smiles and says, Hey. Um, I is is it a bad time? I I could go if if I I don't want to cause anything with you guys. I No, it it dad was just saying, "Oh, it's a little bit late for dinner." And I'm like, "You know, no, it's coolest when rich people eat dinner is late. Like this is kind of what I was expecting. It's almost like you rolled a luck check to see if I would be expecting you this late or not." So it's it's are you okay? Can we talk? I I just kind of had this uh whole last day and uh and you definitely deserve that date, and afterward we are going on wherever you want. Um, I, I just, I, I don't really know where else to go with this, and I need someone who I can trust that's not going to think I'm nuts, and, uh, oh, these are for you. I, you had said flowers, um, I had also, shit, hired flowers and a car, um, here. Sorry. She looks very concerned and takes the flowers. Thank you. They're, they're bad. They're I, really, I, I just, I grabbed they, flowers they're off not, the... I think they're great. I think you are not looking great right now, and I don't mean that as like a... No, I, yeah, I will just need anywhere to freshen up maybe before you, you want to be seen in public. I really should have rethought the midriff thing before I had to fight stuff. Is that blood? Are you completely full of blood? Um, I mean, ideally everybody is full of blood. That's the way blood's supposed to work, but it seems to be in places that it shouldn't be. It would be if, bad if you, if, if, if you had no blood. blood. <laughs> if, if we're speaking metaphorically, it's it's almost as if I had half the amount of blood in my body. Like, half my bloods are gone. <laughs> like, I, I luckily got capable of holding more blood, but I didn't replenish much blood. <laughs> I looked worse earlier. So, uh, Penny Jane is still looking at you with a lot of concern. And so, she opens the door back to the farmhouse and yells, Mom, Dad, just go, will you go upstairs? Oh, they, go, no, we don't fine, need to bother no, them. No, they, no, they no, we're not gonna, are pissed no, off we're not me. gonna, they're not pissed off at you. They're not, it's fine. I'm sending them upstairs so we don't even have to see them because, you know, they don't need to be here right now. Mom, Dad, are you guys going to go upstairs, please? And you see like a little, you see like a little, a little like aggressively normal looking goblin couple kind of come out of the kitchen and her mother had just grabs her father uh, by the arm and is sort of pulling him up the stairs. And he's like uh, covering his own eyes with his forearm going, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. <laughs> I'm not here. You don't see anything. And she's like, Robert, shut up. Come on. <laughs> I, I really papers. hope we meet better next time. Sorry. <laughs> I'd love to meet you, but my daughter says I can't. <laughs> and they are, are sort of pulled up to the second story of the farmhouse. Um, and you hear a door shut. And so uh, ostensibly you would believe that you would have the lower floor to yourself. And Penny Jane kind of beckons you inside come on, let's go in the kitchen. And she pulls you into the kitchen and, you know, get some water and is like trying to like scrub at your, the blood on your clothes and it's not working, but cause you know, it's blood, but she's trying. So you want to tell me what the hell happened? Kinda, yeah. And then Jenny launches into, um, 
Ashley, for the content I had already sent it to you. Adam has sent me a a uh, a dramatic it's a monologue. It's a dramatic monologue, complete with stage directions, which I really enjoyed. Um, a dramatic monologue that is essentially just Jenny, a Jenny flavored retelling of uh, the story so far. I think notably it leaves out the secret society and mostly just Aoife's personal business down in the pit. Yeah. Does Jenny leave out? shitty Kai full hitting on them. Yeah, no, you don't mention that Yeah, no, that I, 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 I totally left that out. <laughs> Excellent. Penny Jane is scary as fuck. She's so. a little, she's got, <laughs> she's got big stab energy to her at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why do you mm-hmm. think Eva wants mm-hmm. to adopt her? So as, as you are, as you begin to talk, Penny Jane turns away for a minute because she's trying to scrub with flowers in her hand. And so she turns and like fills up a vase with water and kind of arranges them and puts them on the counter and goes back to scrubbing. And after a minute or two, listening to your story, she starts scrubbing more and more slowly. And eventually she just sort of stops and hangs her, hangs her hands at her side and just stares at you blinking behind her giant glasses and she listens to your story and says absolutely nothing until you finish and then even once you are finished she remains completely silent staring at you with her mouth just very slightly open and i think jenny is probably lightly crying by the end um it starts off sort of the the dead pallid color as well that we had had at the top and then i got more colorful and animated partway through the story And then by the time we're down in the pit, I'm probably crying a little bit. And she she watches you for a few seconds and then starts throwing drawers open in the kitchen. Where the fucking and she finds like a like a kitchen towel and she like reaches up like she's going to sort of like dab your cheeks and then she pulls her hands back and just hands you the towel. Thanks. Thanks. I uh so yeah, that's in my last two days um i don't strictly speaking know who or what i am if that affects you wanting to 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 do the date thing i i kind of get that i seem to have a little more baggage than i was anticipating coming with tonight um that said, I can just like clean up real fast, and 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 we'll 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 get to it. I I do not want to go home right now. And she looks at you for a long time, and then she turns away and goes to whatever passes for a fridge in Horizons Point. I don't know the ice box or whatever. And she opens the door and she looks around and she goes, "Uh, how do you feel about cold cuts? And is that I can make a salad? You want a sandwich and a salad? Are you... I'm gonna make a sandwiches." And you... she starts making but sandwiches we we were supposed to and and you i'm sorry is this the only day that exists is this the only day that we're ever allowed to go on a date i didn't know that this was the last day of the world i mean that kind of depends on how many more cards get pulled it sounds like she makes you a sandwich and puts like a little side salad for both of you and uh sets the plates down at a little kitchen table and beckons for you to join her and sit down and eat a sandwich i do so we can go out on a date or whatever anytime and who or what you are doesn't really matter to me i always knew you were different i mean there's nobody else around here like you it's part of what i like about you i like things that are and people that are unusual that's neat for me it's not the only thing i like about you but it's something i like about you and you're not in a good place right now 
And that's okay. You don't have to be. I wouldn't be if I went through all of this. So I would rather you rest. And maybe we can have a night that we would both enjoy instead of you just trying to drag yourself along because you promised me. And like, don't get me wrong, means a lot that you're here even with all that shit that you went through. Like, really, means a lot. Because um, I was kind of mad at you because I know you lied to me. But that being said, I can kind of see, you know, with everything that happened, why you might be a little reluctant to tell the truth. Thank you. Yeah. That's... Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and they start fishing around through their bag. And they produce Orion's, uh envelope and says so yeah like i mentioned i i guess you do get to have days like this now um he he thinks the 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 signage is important or whatever but yeah they they we 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 we, we wanted you on on the team and um you it, it's an address and he he sticks a bag over your head and then you have to sign some legal documentation it's it's really boring but the bag over the head is boring can we do without the bag? You can try. I'm going to try not to do the bag. But she does take the invitation and she's reading through it. Uh Oh, oh, also, you're, you're, I, I, my present for you and they're digging through, now through the three books to get the correct celestial book out. Um, and keep in mind, you have absolutely no reason to believe that Penny Jane speaks celestial, however. <laughs> I also don't know what the language is. It's a, it's a... It's a weird yeah. version of a book I've seen before. Yes. Ginny G- pulls out and hands her. It's, uh, I, I think it's the, the second of those Stephanie Sparkleblood Midnight books. Um, H- Hot Noons number two? I don't know. I don't like paranormal erotica as much. Adam, why do you do this to me? Just know the, enti- the entire quadrilogy of books does have equivalencies. Great. I can't wait um so penny jane sees the cover and recognizes it immediately and looks pumped and takes it and looks at it and then realizes that it is in a different language and she i mean i i love this book but i can't what language is this where did you this is what is this yeah i guess the only part that really seems to constitute a library most or all in whatever this was i thought it was a neat special edition of some kind so i thought you might want it it's it's and she immediately like tucks it away i mean i'm i'm definitely interested to figure out what this is and and probably wasn't the restricted section but that doesn't make any sense to me i mean it was very restricted i mean very clearly yeah but i mean maybe it's maybe it was and it's just that i had thought that there would be cooler books in there not that this isn't cool it's really cool but more like you know how to do cool weird things Maybe it's just my perception is wrong. I mostly it was it was those books, um, a lot of different traps. And that thing behind the wall. We're not talking about that right now. Yeah, every time I've it's... heard about it, that's sort of the sense that I've gotten. I've I've heard rumors about that thing. Very very few rumors. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's I had to do a lot of work. And get a lot of information from someone to to really figure out anything about it. And I still barely know anything other than it. They say it wants to eat the city. There's no name for it. All the rest of them have names. Nobody really wants to talk about it. That I understand. It makes you feel really bad. I think it drove the girl crazy. You think? 
she's really unstable. Hold like, on. I, Hold on one second. She runs out of the room and she comes back and she's got like a little notebook and a pen with her. Ginny okay. has Ginny has literally just paused their entire body until she got back. And she flops down. Okay. Yeah, like she's. I still have a lot of feelings tied up in this, so it's kind of hard to be objective. Um, she's pretty erratic. Like, if you mention something she doesn't like, she, she freaks out pretty hard. Um, and she's real hung up on not being worthless and nothing, which, it feels like she's been around it too long, and, and the wall's clearly not working since the wall's coming apart now, so it really feels like we should probably kill the thing behind the wall, right? That, that, I... That's not rash. I mean, based on everything that you've heard and based on everything that I've seen and heard, it seems like that would be a reasonable path forward. But the question is, how would you even do that? I think we got to get more information. Question, Adam, did you, did Ginny tell Penny Jane how they got there? I can't remember. There is a door in the potion shop. I did not tell her how to find it. Okay, okay. I am suddenly concerned that she's going to overturn the shop in the night. I mean, there was no reason that I asked you that question, so that's a silly thing to think. Penny Jane has been sort of taking notes copiously and listening very thoughtfully and sort of chewing on the end of her, on the end of her pen. We're going to have to get some more information to figure out what's going on here because, let's say, you've got your two factions or whatever. It's never so simple as you pick one side and that's the good one. Truth be told, I'm a little scared of both. Aww. I think I would be too. But also, I think it's worth talking to both of them. So uh, next time you are going to go hang out with the lost girl or next time you are going to go talk to um, whoever this woman might be their ad doctor, uh, let me know and I'm going to come too and I'm going to ask some questions. But all that being said, and she kind of like boops her nose, I think tonight maybe we just eat some sandwiches and you can read me some of this book. So, um, Penny Jane, uh, sees that, you know, maybe, maybe enough has happened over the past couple of days and gives you an out to do something very silly and nonsensical and you guys spend what is probably a pretty pleasant, if mildly, uh, irritating (laughs) evening because of this fucking book. Um, and that is, that is essentially the rest of your evening. (laughs) Moving on right now to Kai and Orion. You guys are heading to Orion's lab. Sweet. Um. So what? Uh, what? What were you hoping for with with this armor? Well, um, there are times when I need to take the armor off very quickly, mm-hmm. so that other parties perhaps wouldn't know that it exists. Um. So, so preferably, there would be a way that it could potentially automatically be removed and then be hidden somewhere okay sure how would you like this mounted i have no way to answer that question to me well (laughs) yes do you want it in a removable piece in itself or are you looking to integrate fully oh uh do do you have a suggestion what what would be stronger what would be easier I, i i know this is a lot to ask implementing it fully could potentially be a safer method since the piece itself that would house it would be you rather than an extra component that could be damaged. But it's also going to be more work, I will say. 
I don't want to put more work on you. You've done so much for me already. Oh, I, I, please, I, I am capable of doing it. It's more of your comfort level. Do you actually want me to be tinkering with anything, or do you want it to be separate? <laughs> if I was going to trust anyone to tinker, you're the only one I would. Okay. So let's integrate it, I guess. All right, then. We can do that. I, I think I mentioned it in a previous episode that I probably knew somebody who has worked with retractable armor before. You did mention that. Um, can we say that I may have just written him a quick note to see if I could get some generic blueprints to make this go a little smoother? Yeah, maybe maybe something that was invented for, you know, back at the very the very beginning of the first episode where they had the text position. Exactly, of, yeah. Like, yeah. it was shown off, but it was all to me like, this is too expensive. We're not going to use this. So it's probably just like his blueprints are in a filing cabinet somewhere yeah yeah so you 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 send a message off to randall randall how do randall's we feel about great. Randall? randall's great randall a plus randall so uh you you send a message off to randall or you had in the past and mm. um he had he had responded with great enthusiasm sent you a copy of of all the blueprints that you might need and just sort of let he said basically let me know how it goes really excited it's getting some practical application if i need to tweak anything or if you want to collaborate let me know mm -hmm. perfect um all right back a quick thanks and send it off that's it just saying thanks <laughs> THX. And I take I take the blueprints and I set them on my, my workbench and say, all right. So ideally you'd like to have fully retractable. Um the helmet, I imagine you would appreciate being a separate retractable entity. Well, since that's the one piece that's still whole, I think we we should probably keep that separate, yes. Sure. sure. Um I think the best bet is to mount it on the back of you. Um, maybe even being able to implement into the top of the shoulder and it just opens up from there. That sounds wonderful. Perfect. Uh, we can also implement controls in your hand so that you don't even necessarily need to reach anywhere to activate it. You can just make a specific movement. You can have a switch implemented into your palm if you'd like to, and then you can either do the whole thing or you can just do the helmet. Do you... Do you hear how good you are at this? I just have to point that out. It, when I asked for this, I had no idea that you would be able to take it this far. And it's incredible. It's incredible. This is the thing I consider myself to be good at. There are many things I am terrible at. This particular instance, I can do this and I am going to do this for you. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Please make yourself at home. There's like there's like a couch with a table and there's like a, a little hot plate that you can make tea and stuff and there's It's a magazine like Engineers Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Orion's on the cover of it. All right. All right. Um so he starts to get to work and um at some point he will ask to just take measurements and maybe we'll even need to like take a piece of you like your arm. Mm -hmm. But uh, if anything, he can make a whole new thing to replace, so you don't even necessarily need to be without it. So at some point when uh, when Orion asks this, because this is news to most people in this little group, um, so Kai, Kai removes her armor as you know, Orion is getting started, and, and she goes over and, and sets a kettle on for tea for both of them. Um, and she goes back down to the long-sleeved undershirt that she had on in the cave. Um, then she pauses and takes a very deep breath uh, before she takes that off as well. And underneath that, she basically has a, a just a tank top and effectively boxer shorts. 
um, so that all the things are still covered, um, but her entire left arm, most of the left side of her body, including her left leg, is all made out of um, what appears to be a hardened ceramic. Um, so it's similar to what Orion has going on with, with his mechanical arm, but it's of a different build. Um, it is this, what appears to be very delicate, beautifully detailed, bright white ceramic um, with blue and purple and green uh, detailing across it. Robocop, y'all, what's up? <laughs> so, I'm so glad that we dropped this now because I accidentally made a Robocop reference several episodes ago. And oh, she, she made a Robocop reference in episode three, saw my face fall and was like, yeah, because it's the spinoff with Kai and Cosmo. And there, it's a buddy cop movie. <laughs> had to cover it. You edited it in a way that made it sound great, but like, so glad. So glad that this reveal has happened now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, Orion looks at Kai and says, it's all right. This is a safe space. Don't worry. I know. And I, I know it's nothing that you're surprised by. Um, it's, it's hard to still keep it secret. You know that as well as anyone. Um, it's your own journey. You need to take it as slowly as you may need. Do you need any help? Uh, no, I, I'm quite used to it by now. Thank you. Okay. Orion is just going to be tinkering away. I don't think this is something that could be completed in one day, no. but um, I will say I will ask you today, Mike, go ahead and make a tinkers check for me and go ahead and do that with advantage because the the blueprint is if you've, you've gotten blueprints from someone else and you as the player have laid out um, a setup that makes sense. Um, so go ahead and roll. I think it's a dex check plus your proficiency bonus because you are and this is what you do. And if you fail, I die immediately. If you fail, if you succeed, she dies immediately. <laughs> this is an extremely ill-advised thing, but we're doing it, so here we are. Yes, I should have. Should I have told you that beforehand? Oops. Hmm. Excellent. Mm -hmm. um, it's a 21. Excellent. Uh, throughout the course of the evening, you know, this takes a couple of hours. Kai, he's taking measurements, and um, he, he, he created your uh, original prosthetics. So he, did he not? Did we agree on that? We did agree. I think the family. The did. family did, but the but he I've, he full well knew. And I have probably okay. fixed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, he's the only person who Kai has trusted to do adjustments, and she's broken it before. Yeah. And so so you were familiar with her prosthetics. You've done some measurements. You've got these blueprints. You have a setup that makes sense to you. Um, so over the course of the evening, you are able to tinker in a way um, that you you you. There's, there's a great deal of progress made here. It isn't complete, but you would assume that one more day, basically, with this this much success, you will be done. But that is, I think, as far as you were able to make it tonight. But over the course of a few hours, you were able to make a very, very passable start uh, on a retractable armor that will retract into one of Kai's prosthetics. Wait! Living the dream! Uh, is there anything else you guys want to do throughout the course of your tinkering and your, your chit-chatting? Um, I'm definitely going to set up like uh, cots for us to sleep on so that we can, you know, be cozy and comfy while we work and do all those things. Um, I don't I don't have time since I'm doing this. I won't have time to turn Cosmo back into a um, his normal standpoint. So he's just going to be a greyhound for another day. He at one point walks in an awkward circle because like he's just sort of like his whole body is straight. But like he walks in an awkward circle and says, woof and just plops down and quote unquote goes to sleep 
Um, but you are sleeping at the lab. I think Orion tends to, so okay. he's definitely got he's definitely got an area where it is comfy cozy. Okay. And it wouldn't be hard to set up another cot if Kai wants to just crash there. Okay. Um uh make just a straight intelligence check for me real quick. Yeah, okay, no problem. <laughs> oh, oh, the hard one. Okay. Uh, actually, that's not very good. <laughs> oh no. Seven. Life is good, man. Life is good. <laughs> is this is this not so much <laughs> like mental intelligence as as much social intelligence? It is. It is that that would feel right. These are the two who have negatives to that. It's it's so. to remember something. Uh, um, I'm very zoned in on the thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Doing, you are so. you are very. You have spent the, this is, this is your friend. This is someone that you want to do right by. And so you are extremely focused on your task. And that's probably why you do so well. Um, perhaps at the expense of, you know, remembering other things. Sure. Uh, Kai, are you going to sleep uh, on the cot at Orion's lab? Yes. I think for, there's a minute where Kai does the like, should I, I don't want to intrude. I'm not going to, am I intrude? I'm so sorry. Um, but it, it, odds are they've probably done this before would be my guess. Um, or at least worked well into the night. Um, so eventually she calms down and, and does stay there. Cool. So we will hook around back to Aoife. The bar is closing down. Most people have left. Mary Constance does stick around as you had requested. And so now it is just you and Mary Constance in a locked bar. And she is sitting, sitting sort of at the bar on one of the stool with her, her fingers steepled. Cool. I have been extremely anxious about this all night and I have just, it's been like a bad experience for me. So what's up? Eva like pours herself a shot, offers Mary Constance one. She takes it immediately. <laughs> so don't know if I can give you full context on everything I'm about to ask you about. And I apologize for that in advance. Um, Always great when you just sort of in advance apologize for the thing when you could just not do the thing. Like you still have the opportunity to do a different thing, but you know you're going to do this thing. So you're just going to apologize for it beforehand. That's a Do, do you want move. me to tell you interesting things or not? Yes. Okay, so... First question, is there any record of Gregoire ever going missing? Okay, this is not where I thought this was going. Oh, we're going a couple different places tonight. Okay. Going missing, though? Yeah. Not that I am aware of. There's no record of him ever, like, pers pursuing someone into the fog. No, what? I mean, not that I know of. Okay, um, so this needs to stay absolutely between you and me. Okay. She she kind of grimaces, but nods. Gregoire told me that what made him retire is that he went into the fog and got lost in there for days and found his way out. So, like, 20-something years ago? Yeah. I have never heard anyone say that. They Everyone just says, yeah, he got burnt out. Gregoire is a lie. I have no reason to, to think that he's lying. I'm but trying to figure out if it was, like, a fucking fever dream? Or I mean, and I mean, I I do not say this to be disrespectful. He's getting old, Aoife. At a minimum, I believe that he believes that he's telling me the truth. I'll tell you what, I will do my due diligence and look and see if anybody ever filed a report, if he, any of the if older ever, folks like, know anything. Don't ask around. Okay. If, if this is truly Gregoire losing some of his faculties, I don't want that getting out. That's fair. I, I will see what paperwork I can find that might already exist, if any does. 
second question this one i don't want to ask you but oh good why didn't anybody tell me that callum died in the fog he didn't let's let's just say i got some access to a memory to a memory that was preserved i have so many questions about that is that is that what you can't give me further context on yeah well i mean i don't know what else to tell you other than he didn't die in the fog that's not to the best of my knowledge that is not true i was always told that he he wasn't even on duty necessarily he was just walking and like died in an alley somewhere on the street we'd assumed mugged or or thieves you know freak accident that is what i always thought as well but supposedly i identified his body what do you mean supposedly i have no memory of it mary constance she looks deeply confused and unsettled i have absolutely i keep racking my brain because this memory that i have stumbled across contradicts everything i know but i believe that it is true whatever source you have that's it's enough to convince you that this is right yeah the source is um it's credible and I guess all I can say is that nobody told you because that's not what we thought happened. Yeah, I believe that he died in the fog. And I believe he was on duty when he did. So the only real answer there is something. Somebody is doing something to make sure people don't remember it, right? And she, you can see that she is, like, you can practically see her chewing the thoughts in her own head. And she looks past you more than she looks at you. And she says very quietly, if he had been on duty, then I would have been on duty. And I wasn't. You were not with him in that memory, but somebody was. Aoife will describe the memory that Callum projected mm-hmm. kind of as much as she can without, you know, without saying, my husband's a robot underground. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, um, but she will share as much as she can of like the the person leading the two um, ostensibly twins mm-hmm. into the fog and Callum running in after them. So Mary Constance listens and uh, you can see that she is studying your face uh, and she rolled a 17 for an insight check. And so she... Good for her. <laughs> Callum. Um, she understands that you aren't fucking with her. You aren't confused. You are lucid. You are telling what you believe to be the full truth. And she just chews on her lip and sort of shakes her head. I, I, be- I believe you. I, I believe that you think that this is what happened. The same way that you believe that Gregor says he was missing. It just goes against everything we have known. Somebody yelled at him to stop when he ran in. Was there ever a time that you were like on vacation? Who would he have been assigned? I, I, I know that you don't take vacations and you should. However. There is a possibility I could have been. She kind of blinks. Where was I the night that Callan died? I, I don't remember. Why don't I remember? What the fuck? Why don't I remember? I don't remember either. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something is wrong, and I'm going to look into it. Okay. But yeah, that's the two of us now that don't have a lot of memory on the night. Somebody very important to both of us, Dad. 
EJ hands Mary Constance another shot. She takes it instantly. Yeah. <laughs> it like doesn't touch the bar. She just takes it from your yeah, hand. Yeah, we are we are we are getting hammered while we do this. Like we do. Mary Constance, um something is going on with that fog. It's not just fog. What do you think it is? I don't know. But Gregoire, Callum, you know, we don't even know what's beyond it. The edge of the world, I guess. How, how do we know? I mean, I don't know anyone who's gone in there and come back, so it's got to be something bad, whatever it is, right? Gregoire said he saw a lot of terrible things in there, but I don't think it's natural. Maybe that's something we could all look into. I know we've sort of, um, as a group, been a little focused on prayer boxes, but if the good of the city is tied into whatever fucked up things are happening in that fog, maybe we should all start taking a look outwards. I defer to you on this. Uh, I'm happy to look into whatever you want. I think we should, but... One one last question. This one's yeah. a little out in... This one's even further out in left field. We we all know our, our creation myth and the nothing and the, the gods. Yeah. And what if it's all real? I mean, it's not that I th I think it isn't real necessarily. I just think things don't work as well when people don't believe that's really kind of why i do this it's you know like a self-fulfilling prophecy prophecy like if people believe then it happens and the more it happens the more people believe and so you know this was always i, I always sort of assumed that at least at least part of it was real what if the nothing isn't gone this is getting into some weird like existential shit that i don't really fully know how to do are you okay no, I'm like super not. Like, yeah, I mean, that was a rhetorical, okay. that was a, an incredibly rhetorical question. Yeah, to, to be it was really clear, an invitation to tell me what was not okay. And you seem to not have taken the bait purposefully. I want to tell you, I want to tell you. But? But I don't know if you'd believe me and I'm going to sound even crazier than I already do. It's your choice. I'm here. Aoife takes another shot. Do I not get one this time? Or no, okay. You, you can. You, I, put, I have put the liquor bottle out with two glasses. No, you fine. know what to do. Are you are you tipping me for my after hours service? Is my company not tipping huh? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, we all saw what creepy lady did. Yeah, we definitely did. So I may have found out that there are other people doing other um similar experiments from what i can tell science lady can get the body but not the soul i may have found out today that somebody can get the soul but not the body i might know where callum's soul is surprise roll a persuasion check for me 15 she she starts to laugh like she thinks this is a bit and she immediately sees the look in your eyes and and the laugh dies in her throat with sort of like a little choked sound and she leans in a little bit closer like she's really studying you her eyebrows narrow where and who not somewhere that i can access again easily and one of the gods kind of she looks past you again 
and it's like she's she's shaking her head like she doesn't want to believe or isn't fully she does because she crit on her inside check so she believes but she doesn't want to you can read that pretty clearly she is very much in favor of this not being a thing um but after a few seconds she stops shaking her head and starts nodding again very very slowly so what do we do then i really think this is all related to the fog whatever it's hiding apparently people who die in the fog end up with this particular entity weirdly specific but okay well who takes the souls of those who die in the fog mary constance so that's real then yeah she's terrifying you met her she's terrifying and real unstable um but also she has my husband's soul so like i'd like to get that back yeah okay i can i can get behind that idea um she sort of rubs her forehead so um callum died in the fog you have no memory i have no memory gregoire was lost in the fog nobody has any memory of that and a weird god demon unstable entity thing has your dead husband's soul yeah, that's that's I, I I do understand how absolutely batshit insane this all. Sounds. Yeah, no, I just wanted to make sure that I summed it all up and I didn't miss anything. She grabs the bottle and takes a swig. I am with you. Whatever we do here, I am doing it with you. Okay. And I'm sure that the others will help as well. We're with you, but this is going to require planning, and I am not in, in a position to do that tonight. I'm going to go try and find that rock Gregoire told me about. I don't know if he'll still be there, but I'm going to, I got to try. There's a rock? Yeah, apparently he found a weird rock that looks kind of normal when you look at it one way, and it looks kind of funny when you look at it another way, and he threw it into an alleyway when he made its way out of the fog like 20 years ago. And also the person he chased into the fog is Science Lady. Eva grabs the bottle and takes his leg. Mary, Mary Constance looks like she has, like, the light in her eyes has just shut down. She's like, okay, we're gonna. I said I was with you and I meant it. And I will still mean it tomorrow. But there needs to be sleeping time in between when I have just said it and when I will say it again tomorrow. Because this is a lot. I, I know. And I appreciate you sitting here and listening to me. What are friends for? And so you guys uh, clean up your glasses and uh, make your way. I think both of you are probably the people that like, you don't realize that they're drunk. Um, so you, you don't stumble anywhere. You walk very calmly and change very calmly and then pass out instantly. And <laughs> both just face plant onto the bed with Gizmo <laughs> in the center. With yes. The, Gizmo's just like all the cuddles for Gizmo. Yeah, you, you both like face plant onto the, onto the bed and Gizmo climbs up on the headboard and goes, and just swan dives <laughs> into the middle. Great. Uh, Great. And you guys spend your night uh, passed out. Um, does anybody want to do anything else? Jenny, do you want to do anything over at Penny James or are you just going to finish up and head home? I will likely finish up and head home, um, particularly being that her parents are there. I am not going to just ask to crash. Fair move. Uh, Kai and Orion, you guys are, are crashing out on cots. Anything you want to do before that happens? I'm tinkering away, so unless Kai wants to have a conversation, I'm I'm going to be working. No, I think I think Kai has thought a few times and done that sort of like, 
and like almost started conversations, but she's so enjoying not having to think about all the heavy things they're thinking about for like a couple hours. <laughs> she just sort of leaves it at that, uh, knowing that they'll they'll come back to all of it later. She's just sat down on uh, the floor next to Greyhound Cosmo and is snuggling the metal dog. <laughs> Wolf, he's wolf. got he's got warmers in him, so it's not cold metal at all. It's actually very satisfying. You can hear it's like the hum of a radiator. <laughs> wolf, 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 wolf. So Kai's yeah. out in like yes, two you, seconds. You are. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So Kai is napping. Orion is tinkering. Orion, what kind of security does your lab have? Um, there's probably like. The alarm spell is kind of et- probably etched into some of the bricks, mm-hmm. but the 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 door itself to the lab is concealed fairly well. Mm-hmm. Just he's created it to look like any part of a wall or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's probably also just, you know, plenty of locks and options and stuff like that. Do you have um, magical precautions set up to keep from being found? As as far as I mean, yeah, yes. Like, are your walls lead? I think Orion would do as much as he possibly could do to make sure that it isn't found. But as the DM, you also have say to what ability he has to do that. So I think that's fair, and I think ninety nine percent of the time, I would say your lab is well hidden enough that nobody would be able to find it unless you said that they could. However, mm-hmm. when someone rolls a nat 20, I Fuck. feel like there may be some small uh, cri- crevasses that may be exploited to mayhaps find your way inside. She finally okay. crit the other way. She finally fucking crit the other way. <laughs> so. I, I am weirdly proud of her in this moment. So all that being said, Kai, you, you nap on top of the dog. As you are tinkering Orion there, you hear nothing. You hear no footsteps. You hear no door opening. Your alarm spell does not trigger. But there comes a point in the night when you feel that someone is watching you. And maybe for a minute you assume it's Kai. And there is just a tingle on the back of your neck that tells you that that isn't the case. I'm going to just grab a... just bolt or nut or something and palm it and turn around and sitting uh very very primly on the arm of your couch um with a with a cup of tea is dr james you have a lovely lab i appreciate it you are adept at breaking into said lab i admittedly employed several um Several resources that I might not have employed otherwise, but I did promise you a continuation of this conversation, which I am happy to have. Should we have it quietly? And she glances over at a sleeping Kai. Or I can come back and you can just sort of maybe leave the door open. Because honestly, there were a couple of times I thought that I was going to... I'm I'm going to be extremely honest with you right now. I've just wanted like one moment to look cool, and I feel cool. Just this once. Too bad only one person saw it. (laughs) Um, yes, why don't we head into this other room? Um, there is a, a door that is leads into another room mm-hmm. down there. So we'll we'll go in there. It's his 
very top secret room. Okay. Just to, uh, Kai, just give me a perception check with disadvantage just to see if you wake up. That's a 10. Okay. Um, I will say it's probably not enough to, to wake up, so you're going to remain asleep for this. Um, but Dr. James uh, follows you, Orion, into your other room. Um, what kind of, what, what manner of, of top secret room is this? Um, there are, like, different... I would say source materials almost in uh, on a shelf and listed out, but it's g- gems and um, maybe even some herbal things that are all with notes and stuff and categorized. There's also um, a platform that has a as much of a skeletal body as you can think of, but it is a it is all metal and mechanical, mm-hmm. but it is an as close to uh, humanoid as Orion has been able to create, um, including a very delicate, like synthetic over the uh, over the top of it, but it's like in pieces almost. Okay. Uh, you you see her. She she sort of moves her goggles up on top of her head, and you can see that sort of that oil slick sheen to her eyes with the bright uh, the light pupils, and you can see that she is examining that. Um, with a, uh, it's an unreadable expression, but whatever it is, there's a lot to it. Um, but after a second or two, she turns to you and smiles a little bit. So, world travels fast in this city, and I hear tell that my wicked deeds have inspired others to give you special permissions to hunt me down and bring me to justice. Congratulations on your dispensation. Thank you. Yes, it has been a... Very filled 24 hours, I would say. We have all had a busy couple of days, I will say that, but uh, I suppose that's to be expected, considering I I will reluctantly take responsibility for having kicked some of that off with my um, attempt at my experiment, shall I say. So uh, I'd apologize, but I'm not actually sorry, so I won't waste your time with that. I promised you a further conversation. I have things to tell you, but I will give you space to ask me questions before that, with the assumption that you are not actually going to arrest me. I don't think I could make that happen if I wanted to. I will not consider myself under any false pretenses, so... I find it unlikely, but not impossible. Questions. Uh... I guess we're going to walk the fine line of what you're actually going to tell me and what I would like you to tell me. So you can raise bodies and you can put a soul in them, but not the soul that the body originally had. That's correct. Where does this power derive? This power derives from research developed during an operation known as Operation Silverhand. Most of the information was destroyed along with the rest of the lab, but that was the research headed up by your parents. I funded that project. Well, I and my friends, I suppose, were still friends. Friends. Many more questions. Um, What was the core research? Why did you fund it? Who were your friends? What happened? Why did it, you know, why did the explosion happen? 
all valid questions and I will answer what I can, keeping in mind that there is more information I will give to you that I would not necessarily trust your compatriots with. Are we understood? We are understood. Um, are we in agreement? We are in agreement. I funded this research. We funded this research as a necessity to returning someone that I believe I mentioned previously, someone that I cared for very deeply, who was a vital part of our team. This was the first step in developing a methodology to return him to where he belongs, um, as he was taken well before a time that anyone would have considered appropriate, most of all myself. So we had ideas, we had money, but we did not have the time to research the way that we would have wanted to. So we developed essentially a shell corporation to fund the operation. Your parents did not know that the money was coming from me or any of my friends. We made certain that no one would for their own safety. Unfortunately, that did not pan out. There are other people who wanted that research, people that I do not trust, nor should you. And we are currently, uh, shall we say, in hiding from them. I cannot fully explain what they wish to do with this research because that would require me divulging information to you that would break the foundation of the universe again. Um, and we can't have that. So you will just have to find a way to trust me on that. But your parents and their colleagues made great strides forward. The ability to locate any soul whatsoever was leaps and bounds ahead of anything that we had been able to have the time to develop on our own. And I believe that they would have accomplished it had they been allowed to live long enough to do it. Unfortunately, those people made certain that this was not the case. And you are very lucky to have survived yourself. So you're saying that it was not an accident that killed all those people that night. It was an intentional situation. That is exactly what I'm saying. Who? Who are these people? That is a more complicated question than you might think it would be. They are no longer who I knew them to be. I could give you a name and it may mean nothing. I can tell you who they were when I knew them. They are not those people anymore, most especially one of them who can change their shape at will. Were they anybody prominent in this society at one point? Purposefully, no. They have not risen to any prominence. That has not gone well for my friends in the past. They learned from us, and they decided to stay in the shadows to the best of their ability. I believe that they are possibly gearing up towards something, but I don't know what. I don't know what. And she looks very frustrated. Um, with the situation with herself, you don't know, but she looks frustrated. Your friends. Mm. And yourself. Who are you, really? Why should we be trusting you versus other people who may want to see you go away? I'm going to ask you to roll me a persuasion check, but I'm going to ask you to do it using your intelligence modifier. Because you are coming at this from... You are persuading her using a logical argument, which is something that she understands. Uh, 19 is what it ends up being, then. It gets you enough for something, yeah. 
you should trust me because I have put a lot on the line coming here myself tonight. You should trust me because I have had every opportunity to kill you and your friends. And you should trust me because I built this fucking city. Everything that we know says that the gods built this city. That we are the re- that they are the reason we are here. Are you saying that you are the entity, uh, one of the entities of the stories that we have always been told about? And she smiles. Uh... Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Just for a second, it's like your vision twists. She is standing in front of you, and she is this small, graying, pale, uh, blonde woman with strange eyes and a filthy trench coat. And she never stops being that person, but almost overlaid over that, there is another vision of someone else in a bright red trench coat with a plague doctor mask on. And then superimposed over that is the image of a woman in a red gown made of rose petals. Life is a bit more complicated than many people think it is. And unyielding is is a word that really needs to be considered. I do not yield, and the life that I bring will not yield. But the perception of what it is that I do has become quite distorted since I have been here. Whether or not I am a god, I suppose, is up for debate. What is not up for debate is that this city would not exist without me. I ask that you keep this to yourself for obvious reasons. I trusted your parents and I trust you. I believe that we are of a kindred mind. I have one last question. Mm -hmm. I do indeed have similar interests and I think you understand what those interests are I do how do I get what I want I would assume that there are many paths forward but the one that I would recommend involves finishing what your parents started I think things work out for both of us for the best that way Is that something you are willing to do, given your fancy civic appointment? You will have to work with me. I I will be honest with you. I was nearing the end of my rope before I realized that you were who you were. My display in the square was admittedly not the best showing of anything, but I was desperate. I knew that I couldn't complete this myself. My power is just too diminished. But if I had someone like you to work with, and if you had someone like me to work with, I don't believe there is any limit to the possibility of what it is that we could accomplish. We could go far beyond restoring people to life. We could literally destroy the concept of death if we wanted to. And she holds her hand out. Would you like to work together? Mr. Fettelbind. He's not used to doing handshake deals. He so fist he sta- bumps her palm. 
<laughs> so he stands and he thinks about it for a moment. Trying to think if there's any way that he could loophole. But he thinks, I'm smart enough, I'll figure it out later. And he shakes her hand. Okay. And she smiles. And she reaches into her trench coat. And she produces a leather-bound journal. And she flips through several pages. There's like a chunk of pages that are falling out. And she takes that and sort of tucks it into the back of the book and opens it to a particular section. I cannot give you this. But I'm certain you're a quick reader, aren't you? I uh, have been known to take in information at a quick rate, yes. And she hands you the book. Please make a wisdom check for me. Rolling like absolute dog shit. It's not a high um, DC. It's okay. It's, uh, but the best I got is a nine. So Go ahead and just leaf through these pages. I cannot give this to you. I must have it back. You are smart enough and strong enough to handle this. So this will be of a great service to you. And if you would like it to be of additional service, we can certainly discuss that. And she holds the book out. Do you take it? Yes. Please add a plus one to your base intelligence. Okay. And? So as you leaf through these pages, what you're seeing are pages and pages and pages of notes on autopsies and um, the effects of magic used on dead bodies and uh, basically just copious notes written about her, um, her experiments with bodies. And essentially what this what this means is that you now have uh informational access to all necromancy raised dead spells in D&D up to 8th level if you can't learn them that's fine but if you gave this book to someone who had the capability to learn those spells they could learn those spells we are not at a point where that you will get zombies Whatever whatever you cast, you will get zombies based on the current research that exists in this world. But all of the foundations for these spells are here, up to 8th level. So you find that. You continue to leaf through it, and you find um, an additional spell called Extract Memory. And essentially, what this spell does is, uh, this is not a spell that you can learn but uh due to class and level but essentially um uh a caster can remove a focused hour of memory per minute from a target or blanket remove all memories from be from like before a certain time across the the span of one minute she has written off to the side in red ink do not recommend extremely volatile um next to the second option this is clearly a, a spell that she has developed herself. The last thing that you read is just entitled James Formula 1.0. And it seems to be, I will just read what it is and you can take from it what you will. Um, the potion is a combination of the following spells cast on a vial of blood from a master druid with timeless body or a monk with whatever that similar feature that they have is, you know, the one that keeps you from aging or getting sick or whatever. Magic jar, simulacrum, and extract memory. Hair or fingernail clippings from the creature in question are also needed. 
When ingested, the potion manifests the following effects. The body ceases aging immediately. When the body is in the process of dying, the creature vomits up an, an odd crystal. The crystal contains the creature's soul and a copy of their memories. The crystal will stay benign for however long it needs to settle, then shatter into dust, leaving a child in its place. The child will then grow to the age in which the potion was taken and then age no more. This is the information that you leaf through. And she holds her hand back out for the book. And if you keep leafing, you will see that there are other notes in here, but they are written in a language that you do not understand. I'll stop leafing through it and hand it back to her. Okay. Is that last bit. <laughs> which, which, <laughs> sorry, which part? Sorry, sorry, which part? Like which she part doesn't that? know. The, the super evil part. Which part is that? Sorry. Um, the bit with the with the crystal and uh, what is essentially a, a very uh, necromantic phoenix rising from the ashes situation. <laughs> um, I remember. Yes. Has that ever been successfully accomplished? Once. Give me an insight check. Twelve. Okay. Do I, have I, potentially, maybe, read about this, heard about this, could have come across this? Should I be worried about this? I don't know why you would be worried. It's a, it's a, a failsafe. It's a gift I gave to my friends. You don't have to worry about dying. Yes. Hypothetically, unless it, well, if it gets... There are factors uh, that could uh, affect the process, and unfortunately, they have in at least two cases. At least two cases? Once it worked fine. Once right. it worked perfectly. What about the other time? One time the crystal was affected by the fog, and that may have tampered with some of the properties, and I don't believe it worked. And the other time, the crystal was destroyed. And we are still monitoring the effects. Prognosis is uncertain. How closely are you monitoring these effects? Much more closely than I was before. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um... It's better than nothing, though. If I could make... If I could make a true immortality potion, I would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I haven't sure. been able to yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just broke a right. Are, are you are you good, my dude? Or <laughs> oh man, what was this red? No. <laughs> Hang with her. I just want to. I just. Uh, you 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 seem to have an adverse reaction to uh when my my associate Ginny just in general Ginny but uh when speaking of uh, uh, the lost girl as well is this something we should be worried about or how much is this going to impede our goings on as of right now it shouldn't but i would advise okay. keeping an eye on her she is she is complicated does she have anything to do with this crystal business she was gone long before I made this. Okay. Okay. Gone? She was no longer who I knew her to be. Aha. Uh -huh. 
This is a lot of process, as I'm sure you can understand. Yes, I would assume so. I, I have people I want to see again. As do I. Do you really think that it is possible? Mr. Fettelbind, anything is possible. If you believe in it hard enough. That's all I needed to know, then. Then I would assume that our business is concluded for the evening. For the evening, I would say so. Excellent. Before she leaves, then, she is going to stop and turn back to you and say, uh, by the way, you may be experiencing some um, insomnia. That's all. Don't worry about it. Should be fine. More time to work, I suppose. Excellent. Um, so she is going to leave, and um, uh, Orion, are there mirrors in your house? In your lab? Probably, yeah. I mean, if anything, polished metals, cool. you know. As, as you're walking, we'll say you're walking by like this polished metal surface of something, and you catch um, a glint of something, and you lean in a little bit, and it's a curved surface, so it kind of amplifies. Mm-hmm. And you realize that your pupil has turned into light. I think we end there. I think we end there. I think we end there. Hmm. Oh man. Now I need this breakfast shot. Been sitting on that one for a while. That's why I was so actually the the notes that I had blacked out from when she fell out of the tree. The notes literally say, "I can't believe you rolled a one. God damn it, Aaliyah, you're supposed to be a fucking god." Oh my god. Anyway. Hey, so guys, I don't think we can kill her. <laughs> I put it out there. Like sure level five, we can kill her. Just gonna throw that out there. We're basically gods. Some of us didn't want to. But it's fine. It's fine. I'm the chihuahua willing to go for it. <laughs> so, uh, thanks everybody for joining us on this episode. Uh, we, we, I didn't think, I thought I was going to sit on that for a while longer. I did, but here we go. Here we go. Now we're getting You're into the You're not allowed to have secrets. You're not allowed to have secrets for more than like two weeks. Oh no, I'm very sorry then because there's still a lot more. Yeah, we're going, we're going to find it. We're, this is, this is, you have now realized that there is an iceberg. So now you can start and seeing how deep the iceberg is. And the weird is. rock is going to be the tip of that fucking iceberg. My rock. <laughs> I'm stoked so for the weird, weird rock. Weird rock how? Existential crises. And he was like, we all need to square up. We need to find this fucking rock. <laughs> I need y'all to get your shit together and help me find this fucking rock. It is the key to everything. I swear to you. Yes. Ginny is best friends with a, a little lost girl who is, is pulling souls from the fog. Kai has a, some weird evil entity inside of her. Orion is now cool friends and business partners with a god. And Aoife is like, there's a rock! This really this track so... Also, I want to go on a date with my was dead now. I want to be clear. Aoife has very specific goals. She would like to go on an underground picnic with her husband. And also, she wants to find husband. a weird rock and go adventuring through the fog. Why is this so hard to understand? She's hell she's yeah, a simple hell yeah, hell yeah. I have simple I needs. It's great. I, I like simple dates with simple robots and simple rocks. She does still have fogs. questions for Orion, um, so that's going to be fun later. It'll be fun to see how much Orion reveals. They uh, have exactly. nothing to do with what just have... happened. That's very... Hey, Paige, wouldn't it have been wild if Kai woke up? Yeah, it would have been fucking wild, <laughs> wouldn't it have? <laughs> That's your god, boo. 
<laughs> fucking yeah. That's fucking God, boo. Uh-huh. Um, anyway. It would have been really cute to watch her prostrate herself and grovel and Oh, God, Aaliyah would have been like, no, no, no. Said, fucking stand up. No, doing? we don't do this. We and, don't do and this. And then learn that she's a lich. I mean, lich is a... <laughs> Not an incorrect word, but not a She's completely She's a self-hatching correct. lich. Self-hatching. I used to play bass in self-hatching lich. Okay, moving on. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode. This went some fucking places. Uh, Adam fully looks like the Tim and Eric exploded head meme, which is great. Um, I have a bad headache now. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, you can, uh, if you're interested in yelling at us about this or any episode, you can do so on the social medias that we are on, which is all of them now i think at this point uh we are at allegedly dnd pod uh that's the letter d letter n letter d we uh can be found at that address on twitter on instagram on facebook you can email us uh at that address at gmail.com uh any plugs anybody has um yeah for, i mean i have a, another podcast that i do with my wife called what does this button do it's a fun video game podcast and if you are trying to figure out what video games to play because you're new to it or have somebody that you want to get involved in video games, it's a good listen. Or if you're even involved in like video games, but maybe yeah. you don't know what to play next Absolutely. because I've found like five different recommendations uh-huh. that I've just loved from listening to this. Uh-huh. Cool. So uh, if we don't have any more plugs, I will just say again, uh, thank you everybody for coming with us on this journey. This was a wild, fun episode. I'm excited to see what happens next. And uh We'll catch you guys next time. Back on the pool. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Round note. I just need you guys to know that uh, in the background, as this is happening, Gizmo is riding Bab around um, like he, like he's a little horse. It's, it has absolutely no bearing on this conversation, but just that is in the background did, continually. You know what? It did, makes her happy. Did Bob get another hat? Bob is now wearing four hats. Yes. Does he also have one of those like um, ridiculously oversized bow ties? I think I said he had a bolo tie last time, but I assume he could have a bow tie on top of that as well. And he also has a fake mustache. Every time all of you look away, he gains a new piece of clothing. I love that. It might be a curse. You don't know. Something to investigate. That can't be a bad curse, though. <laughs> One of those good curses. Does he also have on roller skates? Not yet, but, you know, you're looking at him right now, so who knows?